0: hey y'all welcome to sunny d the ponderings of a black pansexual polyamorous polymath that would be me d ray i talk about relationships relationshipping intersectionality tea and a whole lot of other shit let's get on with the show in our different segments Okay, so I decided to record today and there has been just a whole lot of sounds today. I don't understand. I was like, today's gonna be the day that I record. And these little niggas decide to ride the four wheelers outside. Planes and helicopters decide today is the day where we're gonna have the most DC helicopter and little jet traffic or whatever the fuck. And my um, mini fridge in my room decided it's wanna start worrying now. My computer decides today is the day it's gonna be loud as hell. So yeah. Hello to the background noise. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, today on What's the Tea, we have a Southern pecan green tea. From, um Byron Teas. And this is a tea company that is in Macon, Georgia. Hey, hey, hey. It is a green tea that honestly I was about to do it at boiling 212 degrees Fahrenheit instead of the temp that you do green tea, which is somewhere between 175 and 185, depending on the tea. Um, because I forget that it's a green tea because it does not have any of that like grassy, uh, straw-like, piney. A lot of green teas have that vegetal flavor. This does not. It is very smooth, very light, very refreshing. It is honeyed, like it tastes honeyed and nutty. So it tastes kind of like honey nuts, like honey pecans, honestly. Apparently there aren't any pecans in it. Um, there's apple pieces in it, though, which, you know, okay, gives it, like, that sweeter taste or whatever. And, um, yeah, I really, really, really enjoy this tea. I got this tea from my, one of my <laughs> tea subscriptions. The one I got this one from is uh, Sips By, has to be, because the other tea tea subscriptions I have are um, their own mixes. So, basically, they, they put their own teas in the subscription and Sips by puts teas from different vendors from different companies into their box so you get four what well, the one that i get you get four different teas in the box as well as some um what are those things called again little uh the uh muslin little cloth bag and then you also get some disposable tea bags so you get one reusable tea bag and then some disposable tea bags because you get well, at least the one that I have, I get three bag teas and one loose tea. Um, yeah, so that's the tea for today. It is very delicious. Um, go ahead and try it if y'all don't like green tea and you want something that's not a green tea, but a green tea. Uh, it's a good one. Also, look up subscribe. It's a subscription plan. That's not this. It's not too hard. Or the bank. So uh, yeah. Okay, today on Rays Rants and Rays, I'm going to be fucking ranting. So, last week's episode, um, when I recorded it, I the slap around the world had not yet happened. Or it had happened, I just didn't know about it. It was something like that. It would happen all around the same time. And um, I'm not going to talk about it, like the actual slap, because, because I'm not. But what I would say is people's reactions i have th- i have three motherfucking things to say about this number one the thing that i thought would happen happened which is basically a whole bunch of respectability politics let me tell y'all something um especially y'all black folks that had something to say about will being good Negro or um shouldn't act like that or shit like that it don't matter how respectable we are these bitches is still gonna oppress us okay they're still not gonna like us and I really hate that, that it has come to that. But I'm not surprised. So there's a lot of respectability politics going on. And also a lot of misogynoir. Because the number of white men that I have seen on social media called Jada, a bald-headed black bitch, or a bald-headed bitch, is atrocious. And the fact that they have the liberty to say that, because of some nigga that got rejected so long ago and is has been kind of, like, you know, low-key, hounding this woman for years and then finally got retaliation for some shit that should have never been said for several fucking reasons. Yeah. Number two. What well, women and Jada have, their relationship, is none of our fucking business. And this is not an excuse to bash non Although some folks will have any excuse to bash Naomi, If it ain't for you, baby, it ain't for you. That's it. That's the end. And I can tell you what, Will has gone on record saying that him and Jada have never cheated on each other. He said that. After the motherfucking um entanglement shit. i have to look up. I'm have to I'm I'm gonna look it up and put in the damn show notes that interview. I know that I saw it. But he said that they have never cheated on each other. Now does this mean that they have an open relationship? Maybe. Does this mean that they don't have an open relationship and they just grown ass folks and they have some other kind of a non traditional relationship? I mean, of course they have a non traditional relationship. Fucking look at them. Duh. But what goes on in their life is their business. If they have other partners who they want to protect because uh, I wouldn't want to be with a celebrity, especially not you know not in non monogamy. Then that's that on that. If they only had other partners while they were separated and they don't think that they was cheating that's that if they wanted to bring up whatever they brought up because it got out because somebody didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement that's on them it is what it is okay and it's not an excuse for folks to be talking about cuckolding which you know is in its own right a great kink but it's not an excuse for that it's not an excuse to bash non-monogamy it's not an excuse to say Oh, well, we he have done this if, you know, he let other people fuck her, blah, 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 blah. This is, y'all are dumb. Okay? It's ridiculous. And number three, the last one, and I will shout this to the rooftops forever. And this is something that I say, not only in this situation, but in many situations. White folks, non-black folks, not even just white folks, but non-black folks, stay in your fucking lane. Now, somebody said to me, how would you feel if I told you whenever white people did some shit that as a black person you need to stay in your lane and stay out of white people's business? So then I have to say two things. One, I do my best to try to stay out of white people's business. Y'all be inserting y'all business into my business and let me tell you I do not like it. Okay? I try my best to stay out of y'all shit and to not comment on y'all shit. But two, folks who are not the pervasive culture can talk about the overwhelming pervasive culture because let me tell you something white folks white culture for whatever it is has been shoved down our throats literally like forever since like not forever but you know since white folks been writing, white culture has been shoved down our throats we know what y'all do y'all got the movies y'all got the coming of age stories y'all have all of the shit in society in the media on social media. Y'all should just be out there. Laid bare. And y'all think that y'all are the default. Y'all think that you, you, your culture. What y'all do is the default. Everybody know what the fuck it is. But what y'all don't know. Is what the fuck black people be doing. Because most of y'all. Ain't trying to be in it. Okay. Black culture has been bastardized. It has been whitewashed. It has been stolen. It has been co-opted by y'all in ways that like it's just it's not even what we are y'all take the bits and pieces of it that y'all want to like villainize us for it and then do the rest of it because y'all think y'all cool and y'all think that's black culture but it's not y'all really don't know because most of y'all don't have black friends that act 100% that unmask fully around y'all so y'all don't know what the fuck our culture is okay and the fact that y'all don't understand that, and that y'all can't understand the nuances, the intricacies of all of that that happened like everything that happened in there between the way black women are treated, our hair, disabled black women, nice guy culture, stalking like, there's just so much. There's so much. That goes into that. That a lot of y'all can't understand. And it's just very interesting to me. That the same people that are uh, like. Punch Nazis. And fuck around to find out. And all of that. Are now talking shit. About calling the police. On the black man. Which is a form of violence. So <laughs> makes sense. But uh, yeah. pressing charges. And shit like that. But y'all want to punch Nazis. Whatever. Um, I'm tired. I'm weary of this bullshit and um you don't like it. you don't like it this probably ain't for you or it probably is for you and that's why you don't like it because you know what if you're defensive about something maybe check yourself and figure out why you're defensive and you feel like i'm not talking about you if you're not one of those whites but you feel defensive check yourself think about it that's all i got to say all right all right all right so today's episode is about connections um i think the actual title of this episode is connections not configurations yes baby that is the title of this episode a lot of folks come into non-monogamy and they say my goals are to have a triad or to have a quad, or to have two men, and they do this. And a lot of the things that they say, that they talk about, are all about configurations. There are several types of configurations in polyamory, Um, and non-monogamy too. You know, I'm not going to go over them because that is an easy Google search, and I am not doing that. I already did my one-on-one episodes, pretty much, but... I would challenge folks to think about, instead of what kind of configurations you want, to think about what kind of connections you want. Because at the end of the day, if you have the configuration you want, but it's not the relationship that you want, you don't connect with the folks the way that you want to, you don't feel any intimacy, then what the fuck? It, it, it makes no sense. It's pointless. Um, but if you focus on the types of connections that you want to have with folks, types of intimacy that you want to have with folks and you focus on building that then you'll probably get exactly what you needed even if it doesn't look like the configuration that you set out to want that you thought that you wanted that you felt like would be best for you i have had several different types of configurations i've been in triads triads, whatever um i've been in quads i've been in one quad actually. Let me think. Was it more than one? No, it was one quad. I was in one quad. um, Maybe like three or four triads. Um, I've been in several V's where I am the Hinge. So basically I'm dating two people. They're not dating each other. And I currently am like in a constellation. I have a chart that um, my Plutonamore made for me. Maybe I'll make that the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be the feature image for this episode. Is that chart um but talking about cultivating connections and cultivating intimacy so i know enough to know that intimacy means something different to each individual for me intimacy is simply familiarity closeness and uh emotional attachment i love filming and building connections like i really love relationshiping y'all <laughs> When I meet people that I really like being around, I can almost like touch the strings that go from me to them and that like seeks like theirs. Where can I attach onto them? Whenever I meet somebody that I just really like, I want to pull them in. I want to learn from them. I want to learn all about them. And it's very interesting because for me, the more I get close to folks and learn from them, the more I learn about myself. So... I think that interacting with a variety of people is one of the best ways to learn how you truly like to foster intimate relationships. And honestly, we interact with a bunch of people in our normal life. Like, not even just, you know, with romantic relationships. I'm talking about all your relationships. The way you interact with your family, the way you interact with your kids, the way you interact with your coworkers, and your friends, and your acquaintances, these all show you how you like to form connections, how you like to foster intimate connections. Um, I think I'm a pretty self-aware person. I try my best to be at least, but sometimes I meet somebody new and they will surprise me or I will surprise myself on how my heart and mind reacts to that person's unique personality. On that note, I consider most relationships, or at least my relationships, I consider most of the relationships in my life to be successful because even if I don't talk to the person anymore, or even if you know we aren't as close as we used to be, as long as there is like honesty, sincerity, we ended on a good and note, and there's consideration all around, I think that that means the relationship is successful, regardless of whether or not I still have that connection with that person. So, like everybody's not compatible with me, sure, that's fine. But as long as there's communication and nobody's intentionally harming the other, then we can transition our relationship into something that works for us. And in that way, like, that's how I see um, myself connecting with folks. It's basically a give or take. It is a trial and error. I know how I generally connect with people and then I go deeper with this person and sometimes I have to say oh no more this way or oh no more that way and I'm not saying that its not it doesn't hurt or it's not sad or bittersweet to make the choice to move something that you thought was going to be this huge connection into a lower intensity entanglement um, or I lose the relationship but It's possible to come out in a way that it doesn't destroy your whole world. It doesn't destroy their worlds. And you learn more about yourself and how you build connections. I would also like to say that personally I like, I already said I love connections. And I really want to get emotionally deep with a good number of folks. Like I have a yearning whenever I meet somebody that I feel like I can get deep but I have a yearning to do so. But I have a very short list of people that I do. And that is both intentional and unintentional uh, because I only have so much time and energy. um, I do my best to manage it with folks that I already have a connection with um, so I don't get burned out. And um, I know some people may want to share intimate connection with me, but cannot, or I can't, at least not the way that we want to, or hell, we may not even be compatible in some way. You know, we may not be compatible in some way that, in a way that would prevent that connection from even starting. Um, but regardless, that's, that's just me rambling about myself. Um, but anyways, so for me, there are four essential elements of deeply intimate relationships. I can't see myself maintaining a bond with someone if these things are not present. And remember how the last episode I talked about making a list of things that you need to have with every partner? Well, this is the thing that I need to have with every partner. I need to have with every partner, every close friend, anybody that I want to even start thinking about forming a connection with. I need to have these four things. One of the things is regular communication. So for you, you have to figure out what yours are because before you start connecting with folks, you have to figure out the the ways that you connect with folks. And I don't mean, I'm, I'm going to go into the different types of connections later, but by the ways that you connect with folks, I'm like, what are, what are the things that you need in place first to help foster that connection, to even start talking about that connection um, and figuring out what kind of connection you want to have with that person. So these are my four things and I think that a lot of folks also have these things. Um, my therapist told me that I was a basic bitch <laughs> because she asked me what I needed a relationship and I basically told her these four things and she was like those are the basic things. So I think that these might be the basic things for a lot of folks and you might need even a little bit more than this but you know as i talk you can figure out what i mean whenever i say these are the building blocks of connections so anyways like i was saying now the first two things on my list are my love languages so one of my love languages is was affirmation and i have this belief that you can only some love someone if you really know them because loving what you know of them is not the same Um, if I only know bits and pieces about you and I'm essentially filling in the blank for the rest of it, how do I know that I'm really loving you? And in turn, I don't believe people when they say that they love me and I know that they don't know me because I like, I haven't let you in. And the only way that I can let you in is by telling you, is by talking to you. Like, you don't know certain personality quirks, you don't know my past, you don't know my struggles, you don't know my dreams. And the only way you can get to know this about me? And how can you affirm me in this? Talking, 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 talking. I need to have some sort of semi-regular communication with someone over phone, um, text, in person, social media, messaging, email, Skype, whatever the fuck, y'all. I, it doesn't have to be every day. But those who are not able to consistently communicate with me um, and frequently communicate with me do not slide to the right of my intimacy scale, so I have an intimacy scale where it's like zero, and then is straight up strangers, and then maybe 10, which is like my closest partners. You can slide over to the right if we talk regularly. I have friends now that like, because I talk to them regularly, or I talk to them regularly at one point in my life, they have slid all the way over, um, most of all the way over, and they steady inch there. And it's crazy to me because I don't even recognize it. A lot of times, um, it just hits me out of the blue. Like, damn, wait a minute, I'm starting to like really, really, really feel a disconnection with this person, and it's because I've been hitting them up, they've been hitting me up, they've been asking me questions. <laughs> Who? sorry, I just thought about somebody that I have a crush on and I just admitted not too long ago, by not too long ago, I mean like maybe the beginning of this year or so, that I had a crush on them and it was because like she asked me the most intriguing questions all the time and sometimes whenever I don't get back to her super fast, it's okay, I I get back to her eventually and she like responds as if I did five minutes instead of a day later. and the questions are super intriguing and she answers it for herself and i don't know that back and forth it really gets to me it's like those questions that was in the new york times questions to fall in love or whatever and some of them are silly and some of them are deep i really think it's just the action of asking folks these questions and really being open and honest with your answers and then those answers spurring on other conversations which makes you realize how you and this person um are compatible And then you get that connection. And that's how you fall in love, (laughs) y'all. I I don't think it's the question to themselves. I think it's the act of questioning. Anyways, next thing, number two is physical affection. And I'm not talking about sex. Sex is nice, but boo-boo, I can't have sex with anybody. I am that person. I can see somebody on the street. I know whenever I look at somebody, whether or not, I will fuck them. And then when they start talking is where the issue comes. Because a lot of times, most people start talking. And I'm like, no, sorry. If you do the your mouth shut, do that stuff. Um, anyways, I'm a touch slut. Like, touch in and of itself is pretty platonic to me. Um, and it's deeply comforting. So, like, if you do some kind of physical withdrawal or block or whatever, that happening from people that I love instantly puts me on high alert. Um, I'm actually getting better at this because I have moments where I don't want to be touched. But it first communicates to me, like, if I touch them and then they go back and say, I don't want really to touch right now, I say, okay, I respect that. But if it's without explanation, I high alert, red alert, y'all. So physical proximity kind of commutes to emotional closeness to me. And Now, rationally, I know that is not necessarily true. However, but for better or worse, this is how my brain works. And it's like, if this person is snuggling me all the time, then yes, now we're close. Um, I can and I do have deep emotional bonds that stretch over distance. Um, what matters is that when we are in person, copious touching happens. And even whenever folks send me things in text and they're like hugs or holding your hand or whatever, and it's just in text message, I kind of feel that too. Um, I, I really love. Touching, I really feel close to somebody when we are physically close. Um it's it's really ridiculous because it's like kiss me and tell me I'm pretty but like seriously, do it. Hold my hand, touch my shoulder. Even if like all this shit, it doesn't like make me it doesn't necessarily turn me all just makes me feel good. It's platonic. It feels good. Um me and my family were very touchy feeling and a lot of folks are like, what the hell with my my mama and Like, brought us up like that, I guess. And the rest of us just have it. Is I don't know if it's nature over nurture, but, like, love that shit. Um, The next thing to me is honesty. Now, this one should be self-explanatory, as most people value honesty. But more specifically, I need people to be especially honest with me regarding things they disagree with me about. Now, this may be weird. For some of y'all, but for me, I'm like, if we are for real, for real friends, if we are for real, for real down for the count, then we need to be able to call each other out. That's something that's very important to me. That lets me know that you actually love me because you're not just yes-manning me. You're not just like being affirming me just because you want something from me. Like, you also want me to be a better person. I need for people to be blunt, not beat around the bush, not sugarcoat how they feel, especially if I'm doing something wrong or hurtful. I prefer when people just straight up tell me their needs and desires. Even if they go against things that I've said previously. Because honestly, if your desires or your needs go against things that I have said that I need or desire, we need to work on a compromise or come to some kind of decision on how we can proceed together, you know? Um. And the last one, vulnerability. So, I believe <laughs> that my mind can be a chaotic menagerie of sensitive stuff that could be triggering to some people um, or too much to process or handle for other people. And so I need to feel like that I can be vulnerable with a person so that I can share my thoughts and perspective with them um, without it like triggering their pity response towards me. That has happened. I don't like it. Or without it triggering their over I don't know how to say it, overreaction, because I've had people get angrier than I have at situations when it's something that happened to me in the past, and now it's like, or, or sadder than me, and now it's like I'm comforting you for something that happened to me, and that just feels very awkward, uncomfortable, unsettling to me. Um, yeah, and... I think this is kind of sort of where boundaries come into because there, you can definitely give me a boundary of I can't hear um, intimate details about this thing. I don't want to hear this word and all of that. And I can still feel vulnerable with you um, because I know, I know where the triggers are. I know where I can step. And so I am comfortable because I am not going to get blindsided by um, a reaction from you or triggering you. Because you've already communicated it. Now, I do know that sometimes you don't know a boundary is there until you push up against that boundary. Cool. That's fine. And, that, and if that happens, that happens. Um, but if it happens all the time, then I'm just going to feel like I can't be vulnerable with this person. Because if I'm vulnerable with this person, it's, it's going to be a huge thing. But it's going to take more energy from me than put into me. And whenever I'm being vulnerable, I can't can't have the extra energy being drained out of me i I just can't that's just me um and it may be a fault but that's what it is um i also need for the other person to be able to be vulnerable with me and share how they feel thinking process like i said before like i need to feel as if you know me and i know you before i believe that they're can be love between us and the only way to do that is to be open and exposed which is very hard to do um but you can open up whenever you feel safe and you trust other person and how do you do that you do that by talking that communication what i said before the first thing you see how they all tie in together um once i wrote many 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 years ago i wrote um this thing and it says When I give my heart, it will be completely. Or I never give my heart. And the moment I feel that you feel that way too is when I fall in love with you. Now for me, falling in love can mean romantically or platonically. I think I've talked about this before. Um, But giving my heart to somebody completely, that's fucking scary. I am constantly like snatching my heart back during this whole process like during the journey to comfortable intimacy with somebody i'm like terrified that my perception of how the other person feels is incorrect so i'm constantly like giving my heart back and i snatch it back and it takes me a long time oh my gosh unless we were friends for forever before it took me a long time to say i love you to um say that i adore you maybe it's because of this. That when I have a relationship with somebody. And it's established. I feel like it's established. I don't really worry about what happens. When other people come into their lives. Like once I love you as a wrap. Especially if I know that you love me too. Um, this also may be why my circle of folks is small. Because I rarely feel that moment. Like. When others feel that way too. I re- I rarely feel like. The other person loves me. Um, Because I feel like I... A lot of times I haven't trusted them enough. I haven't felt safe enough to fully open myself up in the manner I would need to. So that they can truly get to know me. So how can they love me if they don't get to know me? So, like, yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle and I and working on that but I do have a great support group I do have great partners I do have great friends that I feel like I trust and that I can be vulnerable with and I don't necessarily feel the need to open myself up to other folks and honestly now that I have this great support group this great circle of connections I it's easier for me to just like buy with people where they at and not be so worried about giving my heart away and snatching it back in that whole thing that I was talking about before, because it's like, well, if I never fully open up to them, that's okay, because I have people who see me, Um and maybe one day I can be that with this person, too, but I don't have to be worried about it, Um, yeah, that's very interesting, and yeah, that's why I, I think that, you know, a lot of non-monogamy, I'm just like, it, it, it is what it is, because at this point, this person knows me, I know them, and they still love me after they know me. I still love them after I know them, and that's not gonna change. Can nobody bring like be brought into the equation to change that? So as long as they Gucci with me, I'm Gucci with them. I don't give a fuck about who else. Alright. So know the things that you need to have in order to foster connections. Um you might need more than this. You might need less than this. But for me, those are the things that I need to, like, actually have in place to foster real connections. You may not need to be as vulnerable as I need to be. Um, you may not feel like, well, the person doesn't know most things about me because I have, I, I don't know, I have something in my head of, like, this is the level of, of Knowing D, that you have to be at in order to for me to believe that you love me because now you actually know who I am. Some folks don't need that, they can believe that the other person loves them and they can fall in love and have a connection with somebody without knowing as much about them or feeling like that they know them as much, and that's fine. Um, so, anyways, again, the things that I said were um, regular communication, physical affection honesty and vulnerability so those are the things that i need in order to foster the connections now before i end this episode i wanted to talk about my patreon so this week i'm going to be taking some time to build up my patreon um, and my patreon is a committal way that you can support my podcast and also get some goodies for me I don't know, it's like you're my friend, you may already be my friend, um, because all of my friends listen to this, thank you all, but it's, it's almost like you're my friend, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some, some behind the scenes on how I work, and who helps me, and all of that stuff. So, I have three different tiers, the first tier is I got five on it, it's five dollars a month, and this tier, you get a thank you message on the show will get access to my discord server and you will get a sample tea and sticker <laughs> yes I have stickers and you will get a sample tea of a tea mix that I myself have made and then the next tier is you're appreciated and that one is $18 a month and this tier gives you all the perks of the previous tier as well as playback of any instagram or facebook lives i do three free entries into any giveaways that i do and i will be doing giveaways um some of the stuff will be donated by my partners because they are amazing creatives and some folks will some of the things will be things that i have made and then other things will be donated by guests of the show uh you'll also get access to looper reels any early access to exclusive merch or product I put out, and once we're on and popping, you will also be getting a couple of small free merch items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also on this tier, you get bonus episodes. So especially whenever I do an episode with a the guest, there's always some bonus content. Um, we're always keeping keying it up. beforehand and then also afterwards too and if there's some extra shit that didn't necessarily fit into the episode content um we're gonna put that in the bonus content so you get that here um and then the next tier the very last tier is called prime time and it's $29 a month Because that's a prime number, y'all. And um, hey, with this here, you get all the things. You get everything I just said before, but you'll also receive some exclusive behind-the-scenes content. Exclusive posts and videos just for the primetime folks. Live and recorded access to Zoom book studies because I do do a monthly Zoom book study. It's called the um, Intentional Relating Book Club. So far, we've done PolySecure, and we're in the middle of stepping off the relationship escalator. And so you will have access to those book clubs and all the recorded sessions of of those book clubs as well. And any other Zoom discussions that I may have. And um, also access to any random creative content that I come up with because I do that. Oh, I forgot. You'll also get video access to a lot of my um guest shows so anytime i'm interviewing a guest or whatever i also do that over zoom and i record it and so you get to see our faces and if i have any live shows it will be a zoom live show so basically like you know on zoom and then i get questions from you you're the guy to get to be in the live show other than you know my friends yeah that's why I said it's like having friends. <laughs> You're my friend, okay? Um, so, yeah, that's that's my Patreon. So far, I have like three or four posts to my Patreon, but I'm currently, like I said, building it up so that it can be something really nice for y'all. I also want to take this time to talk about my Facebook group. I have a Facebook page called Sunny B. And you can find that at Facebook.com slash Meets. And that's just my public page. Um, I post stuff on there a lot of times whenever I have ideas. I post sometimes screenshots of my tweets that's not Super ratchet, Um and shit like that. And I also post my blog post on there um, whenever I do write a blog post instead of having a podcast episode. Connected to that page is my group, Sunny D Pod. It's free. You don't have to be a patron or anything to get into the group. You just have to request access, answer the questions, and one of the mods will let you in or not nah, make sure you answer the questions really that's it um and in that group we have weekly things that we talk about like you know we have a photo of the week i have my my tea of the week what you are drinking, type of thing and then we have some guides and stuff and you can find a lot of guides also on my website But i have a lot of guides i have like a lot of one-on-one non-monogamy things in there i have some 101 atr things in there and um not really 101 it's really more like resources i have a lot of resources in there i also have a lot of resources for just relationship things in general uh, and then we also have uh discussions in there for each podcast episode that comes out i am posting a um uh, this is what the episode is about. If you listen to it, you can put your comments here. And then sometimes before episodes comes out, especially if it's ones where I have a guest, I'm like, here's what this episode is going to be. What are questions that y'all want answered uh, from this person? And I also pick out brains on future episodes of like, hey, this is the episode I'm thinking about coming out. What are things that you always want to know about this? That's how I got my questions for the um Sunny Day Answers. And I'm going to be doing some of those periodically. So, yeah, if you want to submit questions to those, join the group. Join the group, join the group, join the group. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give y'all a little bit about, oh, also my Instagram. I forgot. Uh, My Instagram is, yay. Please join my Instagram because you get some cute lives from me. Um, I have a Wednesday story time that I just started doing on my Instagram because who doesn't like story time? And uh, I have some guides on there as well. And uh, little snippets of each episode before they come out. Although I have slept on the last couple ones. But they will be up soon. And uh, yeah, Instagram. Fun time. If you like Instagram. So follow me there. Sunny SunnyDepot. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to some of the things that I'm doing to build up this community. Because I do want this to be a community. I do want folks who felt like they weren't seen to be seen I do want folks who feel like maybe they're not non-monogamous but they do want a non-traditional relationship they do feel like their friends are super important to them and that they don't want to like do the traditional relationship escalator um that you want to be a relationship anarchist that you're black and queer and kinky and (laughs) non-neurotypical you know like I want for folks to see themselves um or to just come and learn To learn a different perspective from themselves. I want folks to have that. And that's what all of this is for. So, you know, there's several things that you can be a part of. And thank you so much for supporting me. Oh, and also another way you can support me is, y'all, rate my podcast. You can rate podcasts on Spotify. You can do it on Apple, Amazon, all these places. Stitcher, all these places that I'm at, please rate my podcast. If they let you leave a review, leave a review. Um, and tell your mama, tell your pa, you don't going to send them back to Arkansas. Nah. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your baby mama, your baby daddy. Tell, you know, your daddy. Tell your sugar daddy, I already said that. Tell your partner. Tell, you know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your joyfriend, your spouse. Whoever the fuck, tell them. Tell everybody. Your niece, your nephew, your siblings, tell them please <laughs> um, yeah that's all I got all right and so people think that intimacy is about sex but intimacy is about truth when you realize you can tell someone your truth when you can show yourself to them when you stand in front of them and their response is you're safe with me that's intimacy next we're going to talk about the types of connections um Sometimes I feel like folks feel a connection with somebody and they don't examine what kind of connection that is. And because they feel that connection with somebody and they feel it on a deep level, they assume that it is romantic when not all connections are romantic. Um, Not all soulmates are romantic or sexual. And that's why I wanted to have this episode because you have to differentiate between the connections that you have with a person you have to really think about what is it that I'm feeling for this person in the moment and parse through those feelings um, get down deep into those feelings like really really uh, deconstruct what you're feeling in the moment and uh, yeah That's why I have these five categories of the different types of connections that you can have with someone. One of those ways is spiritually. So this may not be a priority for a lot of folks. Um, If you don't believe in religion or you don't believe in spirituality or have a spiritual life and all of that, then you're probably not going to want to connect with folks on this level. I personally don't need to connect with folks on this level. Like, not everybody. And this is basically just someone who I can talk to about my spirit, about my spiritual life. Um, I practice ATRs, uh, Hoodoo, and Conjure. Um, uh, I talked about that in one of my first episodes. But, uh, yeah, I, I like having folks that I can lean on, that I can talk to, that I connect with in this manner who I can have very the conversations with where i can do spiritual things with and um yeah so that's something that's important to me so i wanted to mention that one even though like i don't know how many people are going to say that yes that's something that's a way that they feel like they need to connect with folks all right next is um one that is pretty self-explanatory sexually and actually I'm going to say sexually slash sensually because I feel like they're related but not the same thing okay so I feel like this connection is about the touch and I will remind y'all that not all touch is sexual or even sensual okay but this connection doesn't just mean the physical act of penetration although that's fun There's much more to sex and sensuality than just that. Sex is more than just penetration. There is sensual things, which is touching or doing things for the purpose of simple pleasure with, like, no sexual intent behind it. There is, you know, the regular connecting with somebody in a sexual way wanting to do different kinds of sexual acts with them and figuring out what kind of, you know, things y'all are compatible with where y'all wants and desires in that way mesh together. This is something that you need to figure out if you want to have with somebody. And the spiritual one too. So when you meet folks and you feel like a connection with them, ask yourself, what kind of connection is it that I'm feeling with them that I want to have with them? So the first one, of course, I said spiritual. And then the second one, sexual or sensual. And when you think about that, think about it specifically. And you know what? Actually, this is something that one of my partners taught me, Dean because he is demisexual and he enjoys a lot of sensual touch and he also enjoys a lot of sexual things um but since he's demi that like at certain sexual acts he has to have a connection with somebody in order to like a deep connection with somebody in order to want to do those things so like figure out what it is that you are feeling about the person like do you want to just make out with them Do you want to have other kind of sexual acts? Maybe oral sex, maybe other sex that doesn't involve penetration. Mutual masturbation. All there are so many things here. Kink stuff, um, especially sensation play, uh, wax and rope and fire. There's so many things. So think here of like when when you are feeling that electric. Sexual or sensual connection with somebody exactly what kind of connection is that you want and this of course can change over time But when you're first talking about things in your relationship and your relationship expectations, which I talked about last episode These are things to think about What kind of connection do you want to have with that person specifically? Okay, next Emotionally so emotionally means getting intimate with someone in terms, to me, in terms of my inner world. Letting them see my private thoughts, my dreams, my demons, my insecurities, my emotions, while figuring out what theirs are and how it shapes them into the person that they currently are. So this means talking about each other's core beliefs, how it translates into our specific worldview, trying to understand why they act and react the way that they do, seeing things from their perspective, supporting them and they, me, in the downtimes, um, encouraging in low moments, celebrating the high points and you know how to do that because you've taken the time to travel their inner emotional landscape. They let you in and you all connect in that way where you're talking about how does death make you feel. You're talking about you know what depression makes you feel like. You're talking about some of your reactions to things and how it ties to your past trauma or your current trauma. Um, you're talking about your insecurities where they come from how they translate to the current world or the current situation you're talking about perspectives something happens and you tell the person your perspective and they're actually listening and taking that in and realizing how it differs from their perspective and why it differs from their perspective and then the last connection romantic now we've already talked i've talked so much in this podcast about me and my relationship with romance. Um, uh, whatever your relationship with romance is. This means connecting with somebody on that level. I just said in my last episode that I decided that romance to me is whenever I want to give somebody soft kisses all over their face. That's the Whenever I have that feeling about somebody, that means I have romantic feelings for them. Like it's how sometimes time stands still when you look at them if I ever feel like that with somebody then that means I have romantic feelings for them and a lot of times those feelings are for folks that I feel like otherwise platonic for that I never want to have sex with that I do want to have sex with whatever I have romantic feelings for a lot of folks apparently um, because a lot of folks make put me into that state of like they are just so captivating that I can't stop looking at them that I have a desire to just look into their eyes for every. that's a big thing for me because I don't like looking at people in their eyes um, but like I have this desire to like look into their eyes and cherish them in the moment and just let them know how important they are to me and those are to me romantic feelings um so I would like to put here, because I have recently, I keep saying recently, and for me recently means like within the last year, Um, like full year, Um, they made aware that like there is the romantic feelings portion of this, and there is the romantic action portion of this. Because I do traditionally romantic things with platonic friends that I have deep emotional connections for. So that's like, you know, write little notes, hold hands, uh, give each other flowers, all of that. All right? And there are folks that that's what they want. Whenever they say they want to foster a a romantic connection with you or you want to foster a romantic connection with them, what you're saying is you want them to show romance. And the actions that they do, whatever those actions are to you. I know a lot of people say, well, I, it's not romantic if I have to tell them to do it. But some people may think certain things are romantic and other things are not. Personally, whenever my partners send me a calendar invite for our dates and they name it something really super silly, that's fucking romantic to me. And that might not be romantic to other folks. <laughs> somebody shows me a spreadsheet where i'm on it and whatever i'm just gonna say there are certain things that are romantic to me that may not be romantic to other folks so sometimes you have to put your adult pants on open your mouth and tell folks these are the actions that mean romance to me you're not telling them when to do it. You're not telling them exactly how they have to execute it. But you are telling them these are the things that are romantic for me. Especially if you want to have a romantic connection with that person. You need to fucking do that. Because people will know otherwise. Okay? Um, so figure out. What is romance to you? What are the romantic actions? And then communicate that. If you want to have a romantic connection with somebody. And then there are folks who... They not only need the romantic actions, or maybe they don't need the romantic actions as much, but they really do need to know that their partner has the romantic feelings for them. Now, this one right here, I feel like is something that is difficult, not difficult for me, but difficult for folks who want to date me because if you have this thing where you're like, I want, I need to have that, know that you have this romantic um, connection with me, that you have romantic feelings for me, then... Being someone on the aromantic spectrum, yeah, it's going to be hard for you. And I've definitely had previous relationships where it was a big factor. Um, Yeah, they wanted to know that I felt this way. And sometimes, especially early on, um, whenever I was younger, I definitely just said it. Yeah, sure, I got it. And I might not have actually had the feelings, but it was just like, this is what you want. Like, how can you prove I don't have these feelings? Um, now I'm a little bit more I guess brutally honest and I'm like if you want me to have the feelings for you that may or may not develop because of who I am Um, I will do the romantic things for you and I will have a deep connection with you and I will love you but I may never feel those romantic feelings for you Um, or if I do it may be just a spike of them once every three years (laughs) or once a month or you know whatever I may but it may be like that where I don't always have the feelings I don't always have romantic feelings for the person but that doesn't mean I don't always have some kind of connection with them because I do not need to have all of these connections at the same time I can have any variation of these types of connections with someone only one some of them or all of them and all like at different periods of time in our relationship you know like I've had folks that I have had sex with that I'm emotionally tied to but I had no romantic feelings for them um, or folks that I felt like spiritual and sensual or sexual ties with but nothing else okay um, and then folks that I have romantic that I've had romantic feelings for that I don't like want a sexual connection with them so you know, you can have all of these at once or not at all. Um, I think that's for you to figure out, especially um, per person. Because some of these are things that you say, I, might, I need this in every partner. For me, I personally need to have an emotional connection with every partner. I cannot consider you a partner without an emotional connection. And everything else, take it or leave it. But I have to have an emotional connection with you. Oh, I missed one. I knew I missed one. I was like, that was not five. The last one is intellectually, in, uh, intellectual. Um, and I'm not saying like, you need know, to be super smart, super intelligent, blah, 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 blah. I'm just talking about enjoy debating different subjects, learning with the person that you're talking to, bouncing ideas off of them creative solutions off each other teasing out the nuance of a topic parsing out like the opposing views and their merits or their not merits or whatever so like some folks need to have that type of connection with somebody and it's not about being like oh my god you're so smart i'm a sapiosexual type shit it's not that and it's not talking about your emotions it's literally talking about different topics maybe talking about different books or like, I, I don't know, just you're talking about different topics, you're debating the topics, you're learning with the person, you're doing creative things with the person or bouncing creative solutions off of them. And some folks really want that and need that connection. So bam, those are the five connections. And um, to be honest, I find that it's easy for me to foster sexual or sensual and, um, and also intellectual connections with folks. I've opened up really quickly in those areas, like probably because it doesn't feel as scary to me as the other ones. So like, I don't need to trust you for those things. Um, and I say that because next week, we're going to be talking about sex. Um, and the week after that, we're also going to be talking about sex because we need a two or three parter. We shall see if it's going to be a three parter, but we're going to be about sex. And so for me, I don't necessarily need to trust the other person that I'm having sex with. Because I have my own risk tolerance, I have my own mitigation things that I have in place for when I'm having sex with somebody, I need to trust that they're going to respect my boundaries, or be in a place where that can happen. Um, so, where, where it's easier for that to happen, to so like, you know, if I meet a stranger at a sex party, then yes, I will feel comfortable doing that because there are other people around that I can call on, whatever the fuck. Um, but... I don't need to know anything else about the rest of their lives because I have mitigations in a place so that I'm protected. Bam. Alright. So, like I said, don't need to fully trust someone for those things. I have my own precautions and risk mitigation for sexy things. I don't get too upset over a difference of opinions on matters that aren't related to human rights and social justice. So, for intellectual shit, I, I, I don't get too upset over that type of shit. Um... I'm not going to get upset if somebody has a different opinion on me in sci-fi theory. Not too upset. <laughs> but, opening up emotionally, allowing myself to bask in a spark of romantic feelings. That shit is terrifying to me because I don't like trusting people. You know I don't know if it's because I'm perfectionist, because like, I know that everyone is perfectly, wonderfully flawed, and that's why we love them, because of the different uniqueness of their personalities, except for me, because my flaws are not perfect or wonderful, and I don't want to be put on a pedestal to fall to my death. Once again, because, yeah, I think that's what it is, is that in my past, I've had so many people close to me use what I've said and done during intimate moments against me, um, And I am sometimes really convinced that people dislike me or just tolerate me and they just don't say it because of past things. Um, And I'm really stunned when folks seem to actually like me that I'm better at this now. But I can say that like, and I still have a little bit of fear um, that if somebody gets any closer to me, somebody who likes me gets any closer to me, that will cause them to realize that I'm not worth their time and energy. <laughs> um, and also, like I said this before, like as much as I want somebody to come for me and to be able to like share my emotional landscape with them, I loathe that the look of pity that some people have that thrust across their faces and so compassion. And, and 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 there is, I feel like, a distinct difference. It's very hard to parse but it's there Yeah So it's all of that plus more um, So It's very hard for me to be vulnerable And I have on this before In this episode Because being vulnerable makes me feel small and secure Like I don't mind feeling Scared to be honest Because the unknown is scary The, the, the shit is scary um, But I do not Like feeling unsafe There's a difference between feeling scared, not knowing how something's going to turn out, and feeling unsafe. And it takes a long time for me to build up enough trust that I feel safe revealing myself to someone to foster a deeper connection. And folks connect with me on the various different levels and they begin opening up to me. And then I start to reach out to them, but then I tend to withdraw before diving into the depths because I have to ask myself, am I ready for this connection? Am I ready for what if the shit that happened in the past happens again? What if they put me on a pedestal and then, because they think I'm great, and then they realize that I'm not, and so then it just becomes a whole lot of emotional labor that I have to do, or that... I think that they're amazing and then they're like, yeah, I was just faking them all the whole time because actually you're not worth it. Um and you know what? This is I'm, I'm saying all this. I'm, I'm really laying myself there right here. This is me being vulnerable right now to y'all, my listeners. And that's really ridiculous that <laughs> I'm doing that, laying myself there. But like, I realized that this pattern of my behavior caused me to feel both lonely in the relationship and. Also, like I'm doing a disservice to the other person because they don't get to see me with my guard down. And if there was something, some factor, some small indication that I might not end up liking the results of me opening myself up. um, The reaction after I poured out my heart and soul. I just didn't. And so the past few years, I think a lot during the pandemic A whole lot during the pandemic. I started to allow myself to step forward and not back and to say what's on my mind and heart instead of analyzing it to the fucking ground until there's nothing there that I want to share because I've analyzed it to death. And, you know, I, I have to, you have to, open yourself up to the possibility of hurt in pursuit of something truly remarkable. That's the only way to obtain intimacy. Yeah so in conclusion know what you need in order to build connections with folks for me those things are physical intimacy and closeness regular communication honesty and the ability to be vulnerable Um, when you think about folks that you're dating think about what what do you need to foster connections with folks? What do you need to have and place in order to, to, to go deeper? And then think about the five different ways that you can connect with somebody. Spiritually, intellectually, sexually or sensually, emotionally, and romantically. And figure out for you, um, if you're doing this as... A monogamous or non monogamous person, what do you need in all of your relationships? Like I said, in all my relationships, I need emotional connection. Do you need that in all your relationships or not? And for folks who are looking to have non monogamous relationships, do you need to have all of these things or can you have some of them? Will you be able to have, like, you know, an emotional and romantic connection, but not a sexual connection with somebody? And just think about that in general. What I said before in the um, must have, what did I say, must have, could have, and the must be nicest, like do you need to have it in every relationship? Could you have it in some relationships but not others? And is it just something that you don't need it at all? But it would be nice if you had it. And then once you actually start talking to people and you start getting to know folks, consider what you, what kind of connection you want to have with them. And again, this can change. But when you first start dating somebody, or you first start talking to somebody, whatever you want to call it, when you first start talking to somebody, think about it. Where do we connect? Where do I feel the most connection with them? Where do I want to have a connection with them but I may not feel it yet? And then you can communicate that with them and say that. Say, hey, we've been talking for such and such a time and I'm really feeling you. I'm feeling certain connections with you. I would like to foster a deeper emotional connection with you uh, and a deeper romantic connection with you. In order to do that, I think emotionally it would be great if we could talk about these things, if we could talk more about our boundaries, if we could do these questions together, if you could tell me more about your past, if you could talk about your relationship with money and why is it that way like there there's so many things that you can talk about or hey i would like to have a romantic connection with you and for me this means um doing these things together because those scream romance to me and i would like to do those things with you and see if you can foster a romantic connection and then once you're doing those things and you're adjusting as you go and when things change or you're feeling an inkling or something, then you stop and you go, Hey, I am not feeling as much of a romantic connection with you as I thought. Maybe we can try these things instead. Or I don't think that you know I necessarily need that romantic connection with you. So instead of doing these romantic things that really don't have any meaning for us, if they don't have any meaning for the other person that is, why don't we instead focus on these things? Because that will build more of the connection that I feel with you. And none of this is bad or good. It is what it is. Somebody saying that they don't have a romantic connection with you. doesn't mean that they don't care about you. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't want to fuck you. <laughs> if that's something that you want. It just means that they may not have those romantic feelings. Or they don't care to do certain romantic things. Gestures, and if you talk about it with them, they may even say, Oh, yeah, I don't mind doing those romantic gestures for you to make you feel romantically fulfilled. I just don't necessarily have those feelings, but I love doing those things with you. So, uh, I that was my recap, but we'll go through it again because I added some stuff in there. Okay, number one, figure out what you need from folks to foster connections with them. Whether that's vulnerability, talking regularly, actually being in person with the person and you can't do long distance, whatever that is. Figure out what it is that you need to foster connections with somebody. Um, And these are not necessarily um, big actions, but more like soft skills, I guess you can say. I learned that from the industry I used to be in. But anyways, um, and then... Figure out what kind of connections you need in your life generally and then once you meet and start connecting with somebody, what connections you want specifically with them and how you want to foster those connections specifically and then communicate that to them. And that's that on that, y'all. Sunny Pod is recorded, produced, edited—all that shit—by me, D-Ray. Full transcripts of this episode can be found on this episode's page at sunnydipod.com. Theme song is by CalPen Creations. You can find me on Patreon at Sunny Pod, on Facebook at Sunny D-Mix, or my Facebook group Sunny Pod, on Instagram at Sunny Pod, or on TikTok. You can also find me on Twitter, but y'all, it's real ratchet at Lil Wild Ninks. That's it. Stay positive, to y'all.